0: it's Beamaz and beamer news radio 930 wben
3: all right welcome in to beam and beamer on wben just after nine o'clock and uh we're here we're we got a lot of things going on it's a monday morning Joe's trying to figure out where he's supposed to sit. Again, I have to reteach him every week. <laughs> every um, Monday. It's, <laughs> uh, but uh, we have a, a lot uh, to get to. We're going to touch on what we were talking a lot about on Friday, and that was these new rules surrounding daycares and child care facilities and what is being done about this. Uh, we have Corey Hogan, who's uh, ready to go in just a moment. But I also want to talk about some of the things I've been noticing Um, This past week. And we'll we'll take your calls uh, probably mostly in the second half of the show. But I I mentioned one thing with Aaron pollen, that yellow pollen, it is everywhere. And I don't know where it's coming from. It's never been here before. I've never had to deal with it this time of year on the cars. It is. Everywhere it coats the car every single day. Yeah, it's crazy. Good reason to bring the car to the car wash, which I saw every a day.
1: huge line on Union Road Saturday. It's
3: so I, I'm seeing all of that. You can tell me if I'm crazy. Number two is the weeds with the little cotton um, thing. I don't know what it's called. Oh, I should have looked that up.
1: The one that flies everywhere. Yes. Did you? I figured that. I figured out what that was a week ago. That's a dandelion. That's the. That's I thought the yellow ones were the. They dandelions. both are. That is okay. the end stage of a dandelion, and someone made fun of me on the text board for not knowing that.
3: Oh, I know. Well, yeah, I'm not an arborist. I'm a radio host. Um, so that <laughs> I they are everywhere. This, oh, yeah. I don't know if the two are related. So you can let us know if three is birds flying in front of my car every time I'm on the road, the, swooping low, windshield level of my sedan. All the time, way more than normal. So those are the three things. Those are my three spring things that I've seen every single time I leave the house. And uh, you can let me know if I'm crazy or not throughout the day.
1: Birds are getting closer to the the car. When we went to Ellicottville on the way home, Katie hit a bird Uh that had flown right in front of the car. Uh Uh-oh. Yikes.
3: Well, RIP, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about that, plus one of my favorite topics still to come. Uh, but first, we do have to get to uh, what we what were kind of left off Friday talking a lot about, and that is these changing restrictions as uh, restrictions are loosening, especially mask mandates throughout the state of New York, uh, restrictions tightening on daycares and child care facilities. Uh, Corey Hogan from Hogan Willing is with us on the line right now to talk about a suit being filed on behalf of a lot of uh, daycare facilities throughout western New York on these changing restrictions. Uh, Corey, thanks for being with us this morning. We learned about these in the middle of last week. How long did it take, uh, whether it was parents or daycare facilities, to come to you and ask what they can do about it?
2: I think uh, the the DOH, uh, Department of Health, uh, regulations came out uh, somewhere right around, looks like May 19th. It was about 23 pages long. Uh, we were contacted last week because, basically, this is something new. This did not exist last year. Uh, even in the middle of uh, what they might have called the pandemic last year, uh, these requirements didn't exist, and a lot of the day camp owners and a lot of the parents were were, were kind of overly, to me, they justifiably concerned about all of a sudden, they've got a two-year-old or a three-year-old that they've got to put a mask on to go to daycare. And they they just were so concerned about, you know, what is that going to do to my child? I, I can't let that happen.
3: Now, how much of this, when you are bringing this case forth, um, how much thinking and how much of the argument goes into uh, the right of a parent to decide what is and isn't best for their child? Because this is one of the points that's been brought up frequently when talking about this issue is, throughout the height of the pandemic, the height of covid concerns, all the way from last March in 2020 through the winter time and the spike that we saw around the holidays, the rules have been the same in daycares and there has have not been masking of kids unless uh, you know for certain pre-K settings, the distancing really hasn't been there. Kids have been allowed to be kids and parents have known that. So if anyone was uncomfortable at any point, you know, uh, you're looking at other options. Kids who are in daycare, their parents were comfortable with them being in that setting. Is that part of the argument at all, that parents have chosen this for so long and now you're taking that away?
2: Yeah, absolutely. The, the the reason for that is is that there's very minimal impact on, on uh, kids up, basically up to 19. And New York has got about 45,000 deaths since this thing started, depending on whose statistics you want to look at. Maybe it's up to 50. But there's been a total of, of, of 27 deaths uh, of, uh, over the last year, year and a half, of kids uh, under the age of 19. So the, the impact is almost non existent. No one is saying 19 should be zero. But, but the, the problem is with these people that promulgate these rules is that they don't look at the other side of it. Their, their goal is to never let another COVID 19 case exist. They don't seem to care or understand the damage that they're doing to these kids. I've had way too many stories of parents tell me about their kids in their bedroom with their lights out, rocking back and forth, going through panic attacks because they couldn't go to school or these masking these masking issues. And that's what's uh, to me disgusting and upsetting is is that no one is paying attention to the downside. And there's no real danger here for these kids. There does not exist as far as the number of kids that are, have gotten COVID. Those numbers are, are, are almost minimal to non-existent, as well as the deaths. There's just no justification for putting these kids through this trauma. And that's what the parents are, are, are concerned about is, you know, what about the damage I'm going to do to these kids that they may have to live with for the rest of their life? What What's the upside here? And there really is no need for any upside because there's no problems. Last year there were no problems in the height of the so-called pandemic right You know, through the through the year, and it, so all of a sudden – the, the CDC comes out with some promulgation about uh, the, in their mind, the recommendation is for anybody uh, two or older should wear a mask. Uh, and, and now the Department of Health you know, comes out with twenty three pages of single you know single line print telling people how to run a, a daycare center, most of which are already licensed, or a camp or an overnight camp This supplies to everybody across the board.
1: Corey, you know, we saw how quickly these lawsuits went with restaurants, with schools. How quickly is this lawsuit going to get in front of a judge?
2: Well, hopefully uh, we'll we'll have something filed either later this week or next week. But it's a little tricky because the the regulation is very broad. We have daycares that are licensed that are dealing with kids either 21 or less or 8 or less. Uh, Ages sometimes run from 6 weeks to 12 years old. And then there's overnight camps and and day camps that are are different issues because they're dealing with different age children and different issues in terms of vaccination or not. Anybody under the age of 12 can't be vaccinated. Uh, Once you get to 12 now, the the Moderna, uh, uh, not the Moderna, but the Pfizer biotype vaccination is available for them. So we're trying to develop it in a way so it doesn't get too confusing for whatever court we appear in. There may have to be more than one that the action brought and that's what we're sorting through right
3: now yeah i think that that was uh my next question you touched on there i mean can these be handled separately it's one set of guidelines that kind of is all-encompassing for whether you're talking about an overnight camp somewhere over the summer or just regular everyday daycare um obviously the summer camps are still to come but the daycare would be the pressing issue can that be you know brought forth on almost an emergency basis
2: yeah. Uh, well, there is that that kind of provision, but you know we're also finding judges that uh, are many of whom are reluctant to, to to overturn the apple card here. So we we want to make sure that when we bring the action, we've got all the information available. But the first one, in all likelihood, will be brought uh, with respect to the the regular day to day daycares that parents are dealing with today, for example.
3: The governor last week said. This is a, a federal guideline that, you know, when he was asked about this, even though the release and the rules came from the state, he's quoted saying that uh, these are our uh, rules put into place in that news release that came out He said when he was asked about it in Buffalo last week that it's a a federal guideline. Yet in other states, you don't see them following that if it is a federal rule, it's only really applying here in New York. Uh, Do you point to those other states and how things are being done there and and what the outcome is? Uh, Do you simply need to point to what's happened over the last year? Um, How exactly does this play out in terms of your argument um, even though I know you're just kind of gathering that information now. But are these all things that you think a judge would look at and say, okay, there is a case here?
2: Yeah, I think the, the, the fact that uh, there hasn't been a problem over the last year, the fact that many other states, most states, are, are not uh, promulgating these kind of uh, rules are things that a court will at, t- at least take a look at. It's not fair, though, to say, uh, Governor Cuomo, that uh, the CD has certain recommendations. The states are allowed to think for themselves. You know, it's not like you know you, we can't put our own thinking cap on and figure out is this going to do more harm than good? The government, the federal government, didn't come out with 23 pages of single-page uh, one rule after another in terms of quarantining, sending kids home if they happen to be next to a person that happens to end up with the COVID. These rules, I, I don't know how they put them together so, quick. they must they must have been spending some time on it, uh, and it just seems like you know New York State we have a lot of rules of, of our own. And we are allowed to think. And so to do something like this and propose it upon our 19 million uh, residents of New York State with with the idea that this is a recommendation and we're just going to blindly follow it, that seems to be an an unfair approach.
1: You know, Corey, you probably don't want to give too much away, but how will this lawsuit compare to that of schools both dealing with children?
2: I think it's the same idea, and and we have the same problems, is that the, 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 the trauma, the psychological trauma, is not readily apparent. Uh, It's going on. Parents see it themselves, but when you're writing these rules or if you're a judge or whoever, you don't see the damage that's being done. We don't know what's going to happen over the next year or two or 10 or 20, and so people just dismiss it, and they say, well, let's do this. It's not a big deal. Let's try this. Let's wear a mask. Let's keep everybody six feet apart, and they don't pay attention a lot of times to the damage they're doing to the facilities. They don't pay any attention to individuals having their own brain and thinking for themselves, most parents are doing what is best for their children, and they they think that through very hard, they consult with pediatricians, they talk with their friends, they make knowledgeable decisions as to what's best for their children. And for the state to take that control away from them, you really have to have a good reason to do that. And in this case here, I don't see any reason to do it because we've already tried it, and there has' never been a there hasn't been a problem. So why would you do that now, especially with the fact that you know, at the end of the day, people that want to say, but we're dealing with herd immunity now in most of the country, certainly in New York State. Uh, the vaccinations of 50%, that by itself would not bring about herd immunity. The fact is about the other 50% that hasn't been vaccinated, probably 60% of those people have already had it and they have natural immunity. So you're dealing really with 75 or 80% of the people who are running around now, uh, essentially immune to COVID-19 and all of its variants, despite the fact that people are saying there's 30,000 variants out there. We know that not one has broken through the natural immunity barrier or the vaccination barrier. So why continue to scare people? And it's just unfair to assume that the population is so stupid that people can't make good decisions for themselves. That That's what's a little bit concerning. It shouldn't be going on in this country.
1: Corey, we thank you so much for joining us this morning.
2: My, my pleasure. Anytime I can get on, I'm happy to talk.
1: We appreciate it. Corey Hogan of Hogan Willig updating that lawsuit uh, against the state brought on by daycares and summer camps. And as he said, could be filed as soon as this week, Brian. Yeah,
3: Um, well, obviously a huge concern. And you heard uh, him talking about that, you know, as quickly as possible, because this is something for, you know, summer camps are talking about excuse me you have a a little bit of time to get that in place but for the daycare situation I mean that's right now you know uh, kids are being dropped off hours ago uh, today and a lot of these new rules are impacting them so uh, good to have that and you can uh, hear exactly what we're talking about uh, last week, we talked a lot about this on our show. Uh, hit that up in the podcast tab over at WBEN.com, and uh, this will be on demand as well after the show. So we already got some answers, some feedback. We yes. started off the show a little bit earlier on because I was talking about the three things <laughs> that I've seen this spring that I it struck me as a little bit of out of the ordinary, yeah. that I've seen way more so than anything else. There, The one is the pollen. I It is... I, we talked about this with Aaron Mankowski, and he said the same thing as me. It is everywhere. It's coating my wife's car out in the driveway. It's coating everything that's out there. I see the pollen way more than I ever have any other year that I've lived in my home.
1: I've never noticed it, coating the cars the way it is. And you know what, Brian? The first time I really noticed it was leaving here yesterday. I parked right under that tree in the front of the building, and my car, you could write on it. I could have written a message to myself on my car.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I noticed that we were driving when it was raining a little bit on Saturday, and I had the one wiper going, and you see at the end of the wiper when it goes through the first time all the gross stuff that's left at the bottom from the wiper. I was like, wow. There's that much pollen still on the car you got to use the uh, you know squirty things on the windshield
1: yeah when you do that then it just crusts up on the side of the windshield yeah it doesn't look
3: all that <laughs> much better <laughs> no. and the problem is
1: you go to wash your car it's right back the next day right i mean it's right
3: back so people are uh, chiming in with this that some people say all right we agree some someone's saying we always have pollen on the car this time of year but there's Not just like no rain to wash it away
1: oh uh-huh. okay. i might
3: buy that a little bit because we have been pretty dry Um, And somebody else chiming in saying that's pine pollen, which I have to take a look around. I don't think there's many pine trees uh, by me, but the pollen thing is just driving me nuts. Yeah. It's everywhere. I'm glad I don't have allergies. If you have allergies,
1: you're probably going crazy. You've got to be. And I'm also glad. Like I said, I mean, it's so thick. You can write on the cars in this pollen. It is so thick. It it, it just... the thing that gets me is, like you said, when you clean it with the windshield wipers and then just on either side of your windshield, there's this crusted up pollen. Yeah. And even with the light bit of rain that we got on Saturday, that did not clean that crusted up pollen off the side no. of my windshield.
3: 803-0930 uh, to either give us a call or send us a text on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Uh, somebody's saying that the, uh, you know, cottony and the yellow pollen stuff is everywhere. I'm finding it on countertops and furniture. Wow. Even inside. So that is All right, that's telling me that it's not just me. It is not just about you. That. And number 2 was you mentioned the cottony kind of stuff everywhere. I'm seeing those weeds, the dandelions with the little cotton ball on the top. Yes. Everywhere. I mean, there are lawns in my neighborhood that are 50% those dandelions. That yep. never were like that before. I have dandelions. I never have dandelions. Uh, growing in the middle of my lawn. I have them in uh, way more places than I ever have
1: before. And I'm seeing it all over everywhere I walk. And you know what that means? That there's going to be even more. Because unless I'm wrong, I believe every one of those little things is another seed. This, right? <laughs>
3: so it's just Joe is paying be more. attention in sixth grade. <laughs> That's when I stopped. <laughs> he, he knows. He knows. I was thinking the same thing, though. Yeah. Where did this come from? And, you know, where exactly I've seen more so this year than any other year, and I have no idea what's going on with that. So is that another is that just me or are other people uh, seeing that to 8030930? And the third and this one we got a couple of, uh, uh, you know, responses back on our text board uh, brought to you by Volkswagen of Orchard Park. The birds flying right in front of my car. I, it happens every time I go. I've never had a break for birds before. I Really. I mean, you know, sometimes you hit one and, you know, sorry, you didn't see it coming. Yeah, you, you break for ducks. There are. So I, I had one the other day flew over my windshield. I mean, scared the you-know-what out of me. Others, they're taking their sweet old time flying across the street very low, you know, right at level where they would be kind of gone if uh, I had kept going at my speed and every single day I'm lower and lower and lower these birds are f- cutting across and I'm wondering if that's because last year at this time there were no cars on the road so they got used to doing this and they think it's okay but I every time I go out I'm dodging birds out there and I it can't be just me and I know it's not just me because some of you have chimed in at our text board 8030930 about the birds that are, uh, you know, a a little bit of uh, uh, (laughs) risk-takers out there all over the place. And, Brian,
1: I think that's exactly what it is. I had the same thought you had. You know, last year, not as many cars. They could take their sweet time flying anywhere. They didn't have to worry about, were they in front of a car? Are they in the road? Now, we're back to that normal traffic. They just have to adjust because, for them, last summer was a normal summer.
3: (laughs) I was thinking that about, like, just wildlife in general because it's not – It's not just birds, but this is more the time of the day that I'm on the road, you know, super early in the morning. It's still uh, the sun's still down. No cars are out there. But raccoons, uh, rabbits, you know, deer, all sorts of wildlife I see on my way to work. It's been more so than usual. But going home, you know, during the day, you don't typically see that that much. The birds, as soon as the sun comes up, you got to watch out. Because they're, they're crazy. They're everywhere. And already I know that the birds are getting a little more um, uh, what's the, confident, we'll say. Because in my backyard, I've already had to clean up about three birds that are just hanging around thinking they can fly low. And my dogs are excellent athletes. I was going to say. And, and they are like uh, Ichiro out in the outfield, just <laughs> bird, bird. I mean, they're grabbing them with their paws. Uh, and doing everything that they can, and it's worked so far. I probably have more bird cleanup than I have in a long time.
1: So the bird uh, the, the bird escapes your car but does not escape your backyard.
3: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it goes right from the car to the backyard. Uh, but you can let us know. Am, am I going a little crazy with this? Am I on the right? Th- the pollen, the dandelions... And then the birds that are just like uh, more so uh, risk takers than ever before, Eight oh three oh nine thirty.
1: And this just coming in, Brian, uh, Salem Field will be 45% capacity starting with those next group of tickets that go on sale. And you will not have to wear a mask if you are in the seating bowl at Salem Field. So more vaccinated sections and no more masks. Well, I mean... You don't have to wear one inside of a supermarket. <laughs> I don't know outside
3: why they would. And hey, they uh, had think. to make
1: it official. Okay.
3: <laughs> All right. So some good news there. It's nine twenty-eight. You're listening to Beamaz and Beamer on WBen. <laughs>
1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Beam and Beamer. News Radio 930
3: WVL. One of these days we're going to come back and it's just going to be, you're just going to hear me pounding on the desk. Oh, yeah. To the sound of the bump music, getting ready, getting pumped. (laughs) And then forget that I'm supposed to actually be on the air. (laughs) b be and Beamer on WBEM. We were talking about this pollen, Joe. Yes. I'm I'm just glad to see that I'm not alone, that everyone else is dealing with this problem, too. Or at least that's what it seems like on our uh, text
1: board. It's out of the three things you mentioned, uh, the pollen seems to be getting a lot of people, and for good reason, because you cannot avoid it. Well, um, the pollen and the dandelions, somebody texted in
3: that I'm uh, so glad you brought up the pollen and the dandelions. I've been telling my wife about it every day, it seems. I thought for sure that uh, it would they would be talking about increased pollen levels with the amount I've had on my cars, but haven't really heard much about it. Patio table, covered, car covered. And then on the dandelions, been trying to get my lawn into something to be proud of, but it's been demoralized with all the dandelions <laughs> feeling like I'm in a losing battle. And yeah, that uh, that's how it kind of feels. And I see that. Now me, I'm... Uh, I'm not so concerned, right? Because uh, what happens with me and my lawn, listen, if it's green and short, I'm generally happy. I'll throw some weed killer on there, um, you know, to get rid of. And I'm not as bad off as I've seen a lot of different lawns, like, throughout the area. I, there are some lawns, I don't know how it happens, that are just... taken it over. It's all dandelion. Yes. It is incredible what I've seen throughout, uh, and I've never seen that before. It's places you would never expect... For me, it's fine. I, I'll mow them down. You know, you what? Well, you don't even notice them. Um, and you know, there's only a couple. But I, I, I felt so bad. I saw one. There was a woman out in my neighborhood, and they, I know because I was, I run around the neighborhood, so I know that they have a pretty new lawn, like as of last year. Oh wow! And they've got a really nice garden, and you know, it's all. I think they put a new sidewalk into. It's all very. I mean, they, you can tell they care a lot about their garden, and it looks that way. It looks really nice, except for they were infiltrated. Just taken over. They, they got got by the uh, dandelions, and they were all over the place. So I saw, when I was running around one day, they were out with a, a little tool. I mean, individually, going with all these dandelions and using this little—I I don't even know what you would call it. thats I'm not a gardener, so thats I, I don't have the green thumb— But to individually uproot every single dandelion and uh, make sure that everything was pristine again and uh, working the way that they wanted to, (laughs)
1: I felt so bad because, you know, there's nothing you can really do about it. They're everywhere. Yeah, you put a lot of time into your yard just for that to happen. And as you said, this year, there is uh, I don't want to call anyone out, but there's a house that I pass a lot. And uh, again, they take care of everything, right? They've got a nice garden right at the front of the house. But their yard, so far this year, has been... And it's not the new dandelions. It's the ones we're talking about at the end phase of being a dandelion before the seeds go all over the place. It's all over their yard. And uh you, you got to feel bad. You know, you've got... All these, all these yards, all this time people put in because you only get so many months of your summer and for the first month to be taken over uh, by that's, these weeds. That's
3: when you know it's an issue, right? 803 You can let us uh, know what you think. I, it, when you see, it's one, you have those houses, right? Yeah. If it was on my lawn and you saw a bunch of dandelions, you'd just be like, oh, you know, come on. Can you take care of this every once in a while? You know, like at least <laughs> mow a little more often than you do or, uh, you know, throw down some weed killer or something like that so I don't have to look at your unkept uh, front lawn. No, no. It's not my yard. It's on the people's yards where you know they're paying attention to what's going oh, yeah. on and trying to uh, keep it nice, and you're still seeing these things pop up. That's when I know it's an issue. Yeah. Because it's, it's not just it's not just the houses like mine. It's
1: the houses where you'd least expect it. You're right. There is, you, know, you don't want to call those houses out, but there, is, there are those houses that every year you look at their lawn and go, I'll call myself out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Could I maybe maybe I should just go? I mean, this is coming from me, who doesn't own a home, so I'm not really one to talk. I don't have to take care of a property. I, I don't own a, a front yard to mow and to so you know take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Uh, but you always have that house or two houses uh, that you know you you walk by, you walk the dogs by, and you go ah oh, come on, get the get the lawnmower, get the uh, the weed killer. Oh,
3: well, somebody's saying I, I don't mow until they go to seed. I leave the dandelions for the bees. Very nice of you to think about the yes. the bees. Yeah, thank I you. would I'd prefer the bees stay away from my uh, yard. I don't. I just don't like the look of the dandelions up in
1: there. Well, I don't want to train the bees to come to my yard.
3: Yeah, like we're <laughs> training the uh, the birds to, to fly, fly right in front of our cars, which apparently happened all last uh, spring. So I don't. Know. Those were just those are the three things. My three springtime things that I just I thought more so than anything else. I, I've seen a ton of this year.
1: You brought up the pollen in the cars. Now, i got to ask you, because maybe it's just me. You know, I, I don't take great care of uh, many things I own. Um, <laughs> it's a great
3: disclaimer. It's- you, like, you like
1: that right off the top? Uh, but you, you see all these people taking their car to the car wash, right? And we're talking about the pollen getting back on your car. Are you a regular car wash person?
3: Yeah, I have to raise my, I'm not. No. I'm not a regular car wash person. I don't get the point. I
1: don't. I do. I, Although I,
3: in my wife's car, we are a regular car wash person. So maybe it's the car? It's the car. It's because
1: 100% the car. I get my car washed right after winter, right? Because I want all the salt off the car. I'll probably get my car washed more in the winter than the summer because I don't want that salt to build up. But in the summer, it's like. I'm going to take this into the car wash. All the bird poop's going to be off. And by the minute I get back in my car the next day, it's going to look exactly how it yeah. did when I took it to the car wash. Yeah,
3: that's what happened when uh, we took my wife's car to the car wash. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. it gets hit by another bird the second you get home. But it's nice. It's the nicer car. You want to keep that I, looking I guess, a yeah. little bit nicer. Whereas mine, the salt's a little bit different in the winter. I, I take mine more in the winter. Right. to exactly. You know, especially when you notice it. You're driving around a while. And I don't want sh- my
1: car to look any worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: but... I, in the summer for mine it's generally few and far between and it also helps like a day like today I'm the one who gets to park in the garage my wife doesn't so she's out in the elements for the uh you know the pollen and all those different things falling down
1: right Well, your car's protected
3: uh somebody chiming in about the helicopters that fall from the maple trees you know it's funny there's two people who texted us on our Volkswagen and virtual Park textbook that's the one thing I feel like I've seen less of This year is the helicopters. I saw one on my – I wish I saw more of them because, you know, I got a one-year-old. And that's like a – that's a fun – he loves that stuff. So I wish I had more. I found one on my, uh, you know, uh, back uh, patio area that was the only one I've seen all day. Because I if I see it, I pick it up and go, hey, look at this. And, you know, he likes doing that. Um, But I haven't seen that many by me, at least. No, I haven't. Some people have seen way more.
1: And this is another thing. I never I'm never good at putting things into perspective. I never know what time of year things are supposed to be. So if you tell me, hey, Joe, it's a helicopter season. I wouldn't know that this was the time of year helicopters. Came flying from the trees. I'm never good at remembering what month is good for what during the summer. There's a lot of people saying the helicopters are going crazy.
3: Maybe it's just not on my street. We have different trees that are not uh, helicopter droppers on my street. But I have not noticed as many of them this year. Some areas going crazy. Somebody else saying a daily car washer in construction. So don't want all the dirt and stones and dust sitting on my truck daily. Uh, That makes sense. You know your car is going to get dirty every day. That's when it's almost... We're almost divided now into we're not the um, are you a constant car washer versus a you know don't wash the car a lot. It's a are you a car wash club member versus that's right are you somebody who doesn't wash their car because I see that I almost half the cars I park next to. Have a barcode yep. for some place to go and wash the car, where you are like one of the unlimited members, and you can go every single
1: day. So you go to get your money's worth.
3: Uh, yeah, but I I've seen more and more of that, and I feel like the question has changed in the last couple of years. Here, it's not you know, oh, do you wash your car a lot? It's are you an unlimited member yeah. or are you just <laughs> someone who doesn't care about your car?
1: <laughs> I just have to look at your rear your rear window. I know where I, the uh, where the barcode is.
3: I um I always you know I like to wash it yourself places and i don't there's not many unlimited uh, memberships for the wash it yourself places there's uh, unlimited quarters that you know go flying around my house <laughs> Th- for that that's if the change machine's working that's true um that's i but that i think is the new question is if you're if you're in that if you know your car is getting dirty all the time you probably are the unlimited car wash member person More so than just going every day just because of it.
1: I think if you're the kind of person, yeah, if you're the kind of person that used to be a weekly car washer, you have to go with the club membership now. You've got that sticker on the back. I am glad we're talking cars because this just reminded me. My Virginia Tech uh, license plate frame broke like uh, Uh a year ago. And um, I ordered a new one. How will people know where you went? (laughs) Um, But I still have the broken one sitting on my car. Like it's still there. The new one. Sitting ready to be put on my car and I just sit drive around. Yeah, that's I, I think that talks about how much That's a, I, a, that's a that's a bad look. I really don't care about the apparent appearance of my car as long as it's passable Right because how many people are going to drive around with a broken license plate frame without at least taking that off? Yeah, and I'm just driving around with a half license plate frame with a new one ready to go Just you bought the new one. Yeah, I bought I went through the process of buying it It's now actually unscrewing can't the two turn screws. those two screws. Yes <laughs>
3: That's a little too much. Uh, the helicopters is what we're getting from everywhere. It's not so much the pollen, but the helicopters. Somebody's saying pollen is bad. Cottonwood is next. I don't think in my neighborhood we have too much. But I could be mistaken. I didn't think we had a lot of pollen in my neighborhood until this no. year. This year changed everything. Um, and then somebody's saying, bring you know, you bring your kid around to different neighborhoods throughout western New York because the helicopters are absolutely everywhere. Yeah. I uh, I'm getting that now. Not in my neighborhood. I think luckily so, because those at least the pollen, the pollen you can kind of spray down. Helicopters, you're sweeping, you're bringing the shovel back out again. Yeah, you're
1: doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you got the uh, the leaf blower out for the uh, helicopters. Leaf
3: blower. It's the uh, the little seeds that fall from some of the maple trees around. I've seen that uh, some of my neighbors. Doing that with the leaf blower because they have to get all those little tiny seeds that you can't really spray down or else they get stuck on your driveway. You kind of need to blow them away and blow them over, and it's happening every day.
1: Someone said the honeybees, uh, they live in an area surrounded by fruit and vegetable farms. If you like to eat, remember how important the honeybees are. You're right. I was very close-minded just thinking of how I don't want any bees around me. But, yes, I do realize when we're talking farming, when we're talking about the food we like to eat, that uh, everything is... Very important. Just Again, sixth grade. Yeah.
3: You're just bringing it back. You remember it. everything.
1: Well, here's the problem, Brian. Here's the Brian. Those TI-83 calculators were big when I was in sixth grade. So I was trying to upload Mario onto my TI-83 calculator so I could play. Uh,
3: playing <laughs> games on your calculator instead of something else. You never did that? No. Oh my I, gosh!
1: At least once a month, the teacher would have to delete all the games, and I'd have to go find my friends that had the games on their calculator to install it on mine. No,
3: I do remember having to buy the fancy calculator, but yeah. it's the uh, the game playing. I never got that far. It was
1: before. It was before smartphones.
3: If I saw you playing a game on your calculator in school, I was kind of you like, would
1: want me to. You'd want it. You go. How did you get that? No, Here, that, give that, me the cord.
3: That was not my immediate reaction. I got
1: the cord. <laughs> I got the cord for my Game Boy when we uh for Pokemon. Here, we'll we'll do it on the calculator. Oh, yeah,
3: great. Um, uh, but no, no, the the. The three things that I've noticed um, more than anyone else, eight oh three oh nine thirty. I appreciate all your comments, uh, making sure that it's not just me who oh, it's not. is uh, seeing all these things. But it is just crazier more than normal. Hopefully, I'm not hitting. I definitely did hit one bird um, that flew
1: a little too close. You kind of,
3: you heard it. I it was. I heard it. Didn't see it, but you yeah. hear it, and I know exactly what it was. Oh, yeah, we
1: heard and saw the uh, bird, Katie hit. Yeah,
3: that's, uh, do you have to pick out feathers?
1: No. From the... Uh, no, well, and it was the beginning of the drive, so who knows what flew off after uh, after the bird was geez. hit. I'll say, though, I mean, your dogs are beating you right now, right? Your dogs have three, oh, you have one. Oh, my dogs are, yeah. I think it's more It's
3: more my one. My one is just the athletic dog. The other one is just a little too slow uh, anymore. Uh, when he was a puppy, he kind of got some. He's a, he's not a heavy set dog. But he's a little too much uh, mass to him as he got older to
2: to keep up with some of the
3: uh, faster animals. Whereas my other dog is a gazelle and even prances like one in my backyard. It is kind of crazy to see. But I'm glad that people were chiming in. If you missed uh, earlier in the show, by the way, we spoke with Corey Hogan a little bit on the lawsuit they're filing on or getting prepared to file on behalf of daycare centers throughout New York State dealing with some of those um new rules that were put in place by the state last week and that was what
1: kicked off our show so uh talking about the day camps where kids have to wear masks you know where people didn't have masks on last night madison square garden really it was unmasked uh well, Square they,
3: garden the the, the section i guess that's the rule i'm very confused with the you mentioned the blue jays thing i am actually confused yeah. <laughs> by the rule at some of these event places
1: i think indoor and outdoor is different i could be wrong uh But they were showing the sections that were all together. So I'm guessing those were the vaccinated sections on TV. And there was the only masks that were seen at MSG when I watched the TNT broadcast last night where the players on the bench were wearing a mask. But yeah, that's
3: right. You still have to (laughs) like the coaches in the uh, hockey games. Yes, they're still behind there. They still have to wear the mask, uh, even though I don't know. You know, Nashville's got a full building last night. I do take. Well, you know, not full though. Not full. Not behind I mean, the benches. They're not, um, not behind the benches, or not. I think it's only twelve thousand. They was were it allowing, just 12? Okay. I think, and I, that might be a league rule. If I'm not uh, mistaken, the NHL has kind of put that cap on there. Um, in Carolina, I think it was twelve thousand. That looks a little more full. It's a smaller arena. Yeah. And the way they space everybody out, it kind of does a good job of looking full. But I do take exception to when I'm seeing all the headlines, oh, a packed you know, MSG or a packed whatever. It's not packed. You know, packed is packed. Packed is all the seats are full. Packed is what you would see, um, you know, uh, in a typical year. We heard the Blue Jays, you know, they want to pack as many fans as they can in the state. We're still only going to be talking about 50% or so full inside the ballpark uh, because of the rules that are still in place. So packed does not mean – the same as, you know, we're back no. to where we should be. Packed is not going to lead to those scenes like we saw uh, yesterday if you were watching the golf tournament with Phil Mickelson, you know, walking down uh, the 18th. That and all That course the, was packed. Yeah, the course was packed. The fans were following. That's what people kind of felt back again. It is nice to have some fans back in there. Yeah. But packed is not, uh, I guess, doesn't mean the same as what it used to.
1: If the Knicks were in the playoffs in 2019 – and they said uh, there will be fifteen thousand fans. No one would be referring to that as a packed, a yeah, packed like, crowd for the playoffs. Well,
3: what happened to the Knicks? Like, yeah. why does nobody like them anymore? That they're in the playoffs and nobody's going to the games. I mean, that no, but that's packed to me means sold out. So when we're talking about events here in New York State, I don't think you can say that yet. No. When you're talking about actual venues, and there's plenty of them across the U.S. that have been actually sold out, that's when you can uh, talk about packed.
1: I think of, you know, baseball games down south. We've we've talked about those. The boxing match at uh, a De- Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Oh, AT&T Stadium. I'm sorry. Cowboys yeah. Stadium was the old one.
3: 75,000 people. Yeah. That's packed. That's packed. That's starting to get into that. Um, and speaking of Texas, uh, there was a new study that came out over the weekend. New study confirms that reopening Texas 100% had no discernible impact on covid cases or death and it had no impact that much on people's behavior and that second point i think is important from what we've been talking about so often here because it's not just you can look at the numbers and everyone has and we've said it before they had a day where they reported zero deaths they have uh you know constant numbers going down when it comes to hospitalizations and deaths in the state since that decision was made to lift all covid restrictions But what this new study looks at is that the decision had really minimal impact on the behavior of people. And it's what we talked about about a month ago when we had uh, Assemblywoman Monica Wallace, uh, and we interviewed her on uh, a new morning and asked the simple question, okay, this is what they're doing in other states. Can't we do that and trust people that it's been a year? You know what? Is going on, you know the best ways to protect yourself, you you have all this information at your disposal, go ahead and use it and, and, you know, make that informed decision for yourself. And her answer was no, you can't trust people, you can't trust... Well, here in Texas, they're finding that reopening had little impact on stay-at-home behavior or on-foot traffic at numerous business locations. That would include restaurants, bars, entertainment venues, retail... Personal care, grocery stores. No evidence found in this study that the reopening affected the rate of new COVID cases in the five-week period following the reopening. And it's kind of like what we've seen around here in Western New York where uh, the mask rule kind of basically comes off. I I mean, there is no more mask mandate. There are rules, but in general, when you're talking about going to most places, there's no more mask rule. Right. It's up to you. There's still... Most people, uh, greater than 50% in most places that what I saw, are still wearing a mask. Behavior doesn't automatically change overnight, and people are still figuring out what they're comfortable doing. Right. And that's what you see when you lift the restrictions instead of just, I don't know what they were expecting. But what we heard there is that they feel they cannot trust people. Here in Texas, a new study showing, well, actually, you lift all restrictions, and what happens? People decide for themselves what the risky behavior is. It is kind of a slow go back to that normal. Eventually, you do get there, and throughout it all, you don't see the negative impact. Yeah,
1: as you get more comfortable, you start losing the mask. But again, Texas lifted all that before the vaccine was open to everyone. Um, but you, you see people, for a year, you've been told, hey, go to a mask, stay six feet apart. Well, within a week, it's going to be really tough for a lot of people to just rip the mask off and not be six feet apart, especially if that person hasn't been vaccinated yet. But I think, Brian, we have this discussion in two or three weeks. uh, We'll have a a very different tone.
3: Yeah. Um, And uh, part of that is what we were starting to talk about. The Blue Jays announcing that they're expanding their vaccinated section because there is still that split. They can't do 100 percent capacity for events here in uh, New York state. So more tickets are going to go on sale. This upcoming Thursday, and fans, they had to make the announcement because it was still confusing. Yeah. Fans are no longer required to wear a mask while you are in uh, Salem Field, uh, in at least
1: in your seat. In I'm your not seat. sure
3: um, about everywhere else, but that's the new uh, thing for
1: in. It makes sense, it, the outside venue. But now they could make the decision to go all vaccinated if they wanted to and have 100%.
3: They could, but again, that's the right. restriction that the state puts in place it's it, if you see 100 percent capacity right now and it's not in New York State or not. I mean, it's 100 percent capacity and there's no caveat. At it. Right. There's no strings attached. It's uh, back to normal, back to whatever you feel comfortable with. Here is still dealing with those strings attached again, as we've said throughout the day, uh, one of just three states where that's still the issue. Um, uh, one last uh, one from our text board, 8030930, our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. I've heard peepers for two months now. Never heard them more than two weeks in I don't know what peepers are. I have no idea. If there's peepers near your home though, I don't know. Shut the blinds. I was just I, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> back here Be and Beamer on W B E N.